Paratruth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. Since the fall of man, a war has raged between good and evil. Over the centuries, this war has distorted the truth. Now the truth is perceived as lies, and lies acknowledged as truth. To this day, the battle continues as we investigate and debate the truth behind the history and mystery of the universe. We are Paratruth Radio. The U.S. government, are they corrupt or just misunderstood? trustworthy, or hardly worth trusting. Regardless of how you answer these questions, there's one that you may be unsure of how to answer. Is our government willing to conduct secret, harmful experiments at the expense of civilian life? Now Parachute presents... The case of the MK Archer program. How's it going, Para fans? Welcome to a brand new episode of Paratruth Radio right here on the Paratruth Radio Network. And it's a brand new week. We're so happy to be with you guys every week that we are. So, Eric, uh, to start out, how's the week been? How did the uh, festival go? It went good. Festival, uh... Had a few change of plans. Almost didn't make it to the festival oh, uh, because my original team backed out of the festival. And so I didn't have a team. And luckily, I had some friends around that needed some extra help. So ended up going down the, to the festival anyway. Uh, ended up writing the script for the fest, for the, for the team, which is great because I, that wasn't my job originally. Right. I was going to be, you know, uh, I ended up doing, electric uh, and grip work, which is basically setting up lights and all the shadows and stuff like that, uh, making sure that's right. Also did, which I'm not credited for, but also did special effects, which is all practical stuff on set. Oh. Um, you know, mostly doors opening and shutting, stuff like that, uh, by an unseen force, basically. Um, and then... It was kind of cool because I wanted to write. We actually had the theme of horror, so it worked out in my favor. And I got there, and the director and one of the the other uh, lighting guy that was working with me, they decided to write the script. So they went in the back room for about three hours, wrote out an entire story, wrote a rough script, read it to us, didn't understand it, so we read it ourselves, still didn't understand it. Uh, <laughs> the, our director got a little frustrated and he couldn't think straight. And I threw out a couple ideas. He's like, "Do you want to just take over?" It's like, "Yes, I do." <laughs> so I sat down at the computer, and my plan, my original plan, was to just basically polish his script and make it stronger. In two hours, I completely rewrote the entire script. It wasn't the same at all. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, but it was better. It was better though. It worked. He came back in. You know, the director came back in as well as the rest of the team. 
I read it to them, and not a single complaint. They, they thought it was great, so it worked out. Um, it kind of stinks because with with a film festival like this, you have to make a film uh, that's only about four to seven minutes long. So my script, it was a little, let's just say it was a little much for 48 hours, you know, to film. So we had to make, cut out a few things. And the final film is only about five minutes long. It doesn't do the script any justice. But luckily, I think uh, the team is going to go back, do some pickup shots, and the film will then be extended from about five minutes to 15 minutes, which is what the script will really oh. need to be fully. But, but, it's, but it's good. Don't get me wrong. You know, we spent 10 hours filming. Uh, it's basically, basically 12, well, 11 p.m., 12 p.m. till 10 o'clock at night. And for what we got in 10 hours... It's probably up in the top tier uh, of the films that have gotten done. So we'll see. How about you? You guys didn't oh. get to hear any any announcements as to the winners yet, oh. or uh, no? Actually, so it turns out because I thought, according to the website, the Forty Eight. Sorry, guys, I'm trying to get this camera just right because I nowhere where I put it, I don't like it. Um, according to their website. It's supposed to premiere at a, like their their premiere festival or whatever a few days later. It turns out that they're pushing it to two weeks later, so then it's not premiering to August 27th. Uh, but at least then everyone will be able to see it. Yeah. Yes, it looks semi-amateur, but you know what? You try making a film in 48 hours. It's ridiculous. <laughs> that was probably the most exhausting, not most exhausting, but it was difficult. Um, and I got to see it, you know. I, I almost didn't get to see it, and they ended up sending it to me via email so I can check it out. So watch it a few times. It's pretty good. What about you? What's up? i uh, just been getting ready to start working. I actually am starting to get some ideas for a couple uh contests, uh, writing contests that are going on right now that are due by September. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to start getting those written onto paper in my computer or whichever. uh, So that way I can get them submitted. One is the one that I had talked to you about, which is the uh, Armageddon uh, type settings. And then there's another one that I saw that is a superhero theme, but not in their prime days, it's more about how they grow up, how they deal with growing old, how they deal with everyday life, trying to fit in. Can they fit in? So it's going to be an interesting concept. There's uh, this, this interesting because I'll talk to you after the show. I don't want to say it on here. Uh, <laughs> I could. I mean, I could. But um, I'm, I'm thinking right now whether or not I should. <laughs> Uh, but you know what? I, I can probably point you to some inspiration because a professor of mine, who's actually the same age as I am, uh, is doing like a small, he, he did a series, uh, season one series, basically, internet series, based on superheroes and what they do in their off time. It's like this battle between the mechs, which are all the mechanical type superheroes, the ones that are like your Iron Man and your Batman, so on and so forth, and then those that are superheroes who actually were born with superpowers or somehow had them, you know, and it's like this battle. Um, but I don't know, 
I, I can't even think of the name of it offhand right now, so I can't mention it. But that's something you know you might want to look into. Uh, also, I think that lines right up with my Batman fan film that I just wrote. So it, it's actually pretty sweet, man. I'm looking forward to that one. That'll be fun. Yeah. <clears throat> it, it just the way that it's laid out. I'm like. Yeah, I'll have to do this because I, I mean, I've loved superheroes since I was a kid, so I have enough knowledge up here to at least know what they would be like in their prime time, so to decipher what they would be like, I mean, you have to make up your own superhero, but. Right. Pretty, pretty easy. This guy right here. Uh. No, that, you, you would be the, the after. What is that supposed to mean? After their superhero days, in their older years. <sighs> That's sad. That's just sad. You know what? We're going to move on from this topic. <laughs> now I'm sad. Uh, <laughs> folks, for those of you just joining us for the first time ever, my name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And you are listening to Prayer Truth Radio. Uh, we kind of missed that part at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, they should know us by now if they've been watching. They should. If they've been watching, that's why I just said for those of you who are tuning in for the very first time ever. Or listening. Congratulations. Or listening, yes. Congratulations. You've made it to the most awesome show ever in history <laughs> of mankind and beyond. So uh tonight folks, uh we've got a new topic that uh like I said last week, we usually don't touch on these types of topics but it's about project mk ultra and the reason i wanted to do this which if you guys saw the facebook video at all it was because i saw a mention of mk ultra in the adult cartoon series known as archer and then the netflix original known as stranger things is actually based on the mk ultra projects so uh, a little bit about MK Ultra. MK Ultra started in the 1950s. Specifically, it was formulated in 1953 and then started to be put into place by 1955 and roughly ended around 1973 because they kind of started and then stopped to to get the hype off of them because there was starting to get a lot of uh, heat from the government. And then they started it again to continue their, their operations. So a little bit about it is that they were experimenting on sometimes knowing, sometimes not knowing, mostly um, not knowing individuals in different colleges, different uh, science uh, laboratories, and uh, they were using different drugs and different types of, um, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, deprivation techniques to try and find a correct way to break people down, mostly in, in interrogations, but it kind of went further than that. Uh, a little bit about what you found on this. Uh, well, you know, the, these unwitting citizens, and, and those who even did know, I don't think quite understood what they're getting into. Um, <clears throat> MK, you know, this whole thing of MK Officer used numerous methodologies to manipulate people's mental states uh, and to alter their brain functions. Uh, and, and they would often use 
a bunch of different drugs, one of which was LSD, uh, but they'd also use other chemicals as well, which, you know, is just, I know a lot of people are out there on the whole chemtrail thing, uh, which, you know, I don't believe in, but the fact that the government here is using different chemicals and was using different chemicals for this uh, program is pretty interesting. Uh, but they would also use hypnosis and different types of uh, deprivation and sexual abuse and verbal abuse. Uh, various other forms of torture, you might be asking me, especially when it comes to torture is pretty, pretty bad to begin with. So, uh, and other uh, statements that have come up from the government say that they do not use torture um, to get information, while other statements have come out and said they do use torture uh, to get to get uh, information. Especially, you think of recent times uh, since the 9/11 attacks. You know, people questioned whether or not those being arrested uh, for terrorism were being tortured to get more information. You know, we as citizens don't really know. We can speculate, uh, but the fact that this program that the CIA was using. Uh, or, uh, well, yeah, that they were using and developing, uh, did include different forms of torture is pretty interesting, you know, and, and pr- pretty much tells us the possibility of what our government, to what extent our government is willing to go. Since 1973, uh, a lot of these cases were completely classified. We had nothing to go on. It was all speculation, you know, there, there were hints about this program, um, having been uh, taken up at one point uh, and of course eventually dismantled but it wasn't until July of 2001 that some surviving information regarding the MK uh, Ultra program was actually declassified and hence released to the, to the public basically and there are areas where you can go ahead and jump on and check out some of these declassified uh, documents um and I think none of them are probably, I mean, they're good, but I think there's, there's many missing documents that would have shed a whole lot more light on this whole subject matter. Uh, but, but it raises a lot of questions, you know, because we, even to this day, we hear about the government testing things at Area 51. Uh, I can't remember when it was last that I, that I had told I said it on the, on the air probably a year ago now. It's been a while. Uh, but a buddy of mine who's in the military had explained, or well, vaguely explained, he, he had told me that he had heard from another buddy that he trusted that there was some kind of experimentation going on in Area 51 in the area uh, of Nevada and that one of the test subjects or several had gotten out and that a, a an alarm had gone, not like an actual, like, you know, siren alarm, but a message had gone out to all the authorities oh. around town uh, that if they were to see them or any civilians were to see any animals with glowing eyes, that they were to put them down immediately uh, via firearms. So if that's a true story, obviously the government's still testing on subjects and what these uh, this testing it consists of, we don't know. You know, It could be simply mind controls type stuff like the MK Ultra program. It could be far and beyond that. We could be talking about some serious weird stuff like splicing alien DNA into human DNA or animal DNA to create some kind of hybrid. And, uh, you know, I've heard stories of the possible testing of super soldiers and how to make soldiers... Uh, 
go longer in the field without food and without sleep and be stronger and faster, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Again, whether or not these things are all true or not, we don't know. But, you know, back, I think back in, was it World War II, I believe, uh, is when MK Ultra is really being taken up. And there were a couple of other uh, MKs going on as well. One was known as MK Naomi and another is MK Delta. And I don't have as much information on those things, but I do know that at some point during this MK Ultra program, they had brought on, brought in some old officials of Nazism, uh, who were arrested once upon a time and allowed them to come in to help in, uh, teaching the government how to use mind control and to basically to their, uh, expense or success you know so well it's i mean one thing that we we really have to look at is this was by the cia now the cia has been a controversial piece of our our uh defense if you will against outside sources for quite a while but uh they've also been scrutinized for the numerous experiments that they've supposedly done, their black ops projects, and uh, it's one of those things that you, you really have to wonder why they they would go this far to to do that. And the only reason they would look into this is, you know, the end of World War II was 1943. They had gotten scientists from Nazis, uh, Nazi Germany, to come and come to our side so you know was it us pushing them do you think do you think it was the other way around where they were suggesting other these other types of of ways of getting people to not necessarily mind control but interrogation techniques are you talking about whether or not the Nazi scientists pushed us or whether what do you what do you think was it us pushing them to give us answers or do you think they were suggesting stuff to us after we asked for their help uh i think it's the latter because i think what was happening is mk well the, the so during this program of mk ultra the cia was probably trying to look into how exactly to manipulate the mind and they had known that the nazis had already been working on it for several years prior probably and therefore called in that's why they called in the scientists uh probably my guess is that they gave him some kind of leeway you know some kind of like uh shorter imprisonment terms or you know uh checked off the list uh of being on the wanted list and stuff like that it's unfortunate, but the government does that on occasion when certain information is given, maybe a, a lesser degree of punishment, if you will, for their crimes. Uh, and so I wouldn't doubt at all that America knew what was going on. The government knew what was going on uh, over in Germany. And when they got started getting stuck, they wanted to get to where the Nazis already were, and so they brought them in to help out, basically, uh, on the techniques of, of understanding mind control, I guess. Okay. Well, and that, I mean, that's, I mean, one thing that a lot of people question is, you know, how can the government do this to, you know, U.S. citizens? It's It's been going on for more than people realize. 
Um, all right, folks, we're going to take our first break here. You've been listening to Paratruth Radio right here on the Paratruth Radio Network. We will be right back with MK Ultra, but first, Eric's random fact of the day. Now, Eric's random fact of the day. Did you know that Mexican scientists turned a shot of tequila into diamonds? According to news.bbc.co.uk, the amazing discovery was made by physicists from the National Autonomous University of Mexico and could have many industrial uses. There is one catch, however. The synthetic diamond crystals are too small to be turned into jewelry. Mexico produces hundreds of millions of liters of tequila every year. Annual sales to the U.S. alone are worth about $500 million. The head of the scientific team, Miguel Apatica, explained to the BBC how they came up with the discovery. He said, First of all, we turn the liquid tequila into vapor by using a lot of heat. The gas molecules are then broken up into tiny particles. We then increase the heat even further to around 800 degrees Celsius. The end result is that we get carbon atoms, which are then deposited in the shape of a very thin diamond film. The synthetic diamond crystals can only be seen under an electron microscope. Although they cannot be used for jewelry, there are plenty of practical applications for them. They can be used as an alternative to silicon in computer chips or as ultra-fine cutting instruments in medical procedures. One advantage to making diamond film from tequila is that it is extremely cheap. The scientists found that even the cheapest of tequila brands, averaging at around $3 a bottle, are plenty good enough to make diamonds. This was Eric's I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. All right, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? I've never done it. All right, folks, welcome back to Paratruth Radio. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. And we've been discussing the Project MK Ultra. And what we're basically finding right now is that supposedly this ended in 1973. And it was exposed uh, a little bit in 1977 when the U.S. government started looking into this, into the CIA's programs. And one thing that I had brought up in my Facebook post uh, video is that, you know, is this going on now? One thing we brought up last week is the possibility of civil war forming 
because of a certain president pushing for that. Uh, we also ca- talked about Black Lives Matter movements, which a- actually has escalated in the past week with people uh, killing other people over this Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, in your opinion, do you think that the MK Ultra Project could have influenced these things that are coming today? Are is that the MK Ultra Project still in effect, and that's why these things are going on? What do you think of, about that? I don't know if the MK Ultra movement is still or uh, program is still in effect, but I can tell you for a fact that the media, in a sense, does do their own type of mind control. Uh, when you look at the media, uh, for one, which is Interesting is that the majority of media are very democratic uh, by nature. Uh, even when you, whenever you see like the current candidacy, uh, regardless of who's running, uh, the, the media is always going to be on the side of the Democrats because they're left wing. That's just simply with you that they're always left sided. Uh, but we'll notice that in America, how often do we ever hear good things happening on the news? It's always murder, it's always rape, it's always drug bust, it's always this, always that. And they do anything in their power to build rage in the country because what does it do? It creates more media. And the more media there is for the media to share, the more money they're going to make off of it. Uh, and I truly think that our current state right now that America is in is fully due to the news networks uh, and the media that's progress. Uh, the news networks and the networks that are broadcasting that media uh, from whatever source it's from. I mean, the same thing with Facebook, you know? And it's been going on for years. When we were kids, how many girls wanted to look like, the you know, the next supermodel or like Britney Spears or this or that? You know, there's always something in some way uh, that the media is telling us we should be uh, or who we should be or how we should be. And so there's always this sense of mind control. You know, that's why commercials, for example, uh, they tell you why you need a product and why this product is better than the rest. In a sense, it's mind control. Uh, no, no, obviously it's not like the mind control we think of, the sci-fi movies, you know, like I'm going to, through the computer, tell you what you're going to do and you're going to do it. Um, subliminal message is more... Yeah, it, exactly. It's much more subliminal. It's... Uh, not as in your face, and you don't even notice it. You know, most people don't notice it. So, well, do you think that the that the government had kind of pushed this to like through the news media to to start doing that type of mind control since they had done these experiments to begin with? Do you think that they had some control over that? Uh. I mean, it's probable, way back when, you know, if you're thinking like of the 1970s and they were already trying to push some of this stuff, it's very probable. Uh, But I can't say one way or the other whether or not, you know, it's a fact. But there's obvious connections, so. That's kind of where I'm going with this because, like, the, what they did with these experiments and, I actually found another uh, project that was completely separate from MK Ultra, but they had actually started experimenting with uh, psychic phenomenon, and mm-hmm. you know if that could truly help them get a, a one up on on their enemies and that sort of a thing. And they eventually came to the conclusion that they can't come to the conclusion that psychic phenomenon is true or false because at the particular time of the experiment they didn't have the means to to look into it which i mean 
nowadays we still don't have the means to look into right. uh, scientifically. I mean, uh, right. so it, it's interesting that uh, they've done all these different experiments, especially to unwitting candidates. And it, some of the uh, people that I came across, there was actually a 10 Real Victims article. Uh, one of them was actually the guy that wrote One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, uh, Ken Kesey. And I I mean, we've all read that book if you went through school in our era. I don't know if they're still using that t- piece of literature. Uh, but he was supposedly a part of it, um, started being exposed to LSD and other psychedelics. Another one was Whitey Bulger, who was a an infamous gangster um, and eventually arrested in 2011, but he was exposed to LSD testing. Robert Hunter from The Grateful Dead. And uh, there's a couple others here. Harold Blower, who is um, a professional tennis player, or was. So these people were getting exposed, and, and they're actually well-known today. One thing that shut down the MK Ultra project was these CIA agents actually started testing on each other. I don't know if it was as a joke at first. Like, hey, let's see what George does when he gets LSD in his system. Do you think he'll freak out? <laughs> do you think he'll freak out? I bet no. I bet no. Um, what What do you think uh, happened when, when they did that? Do you think that it destabilized so much that um, higher ups started getting pulled into this from the CIA and that's why they shut it down? Or Well, sure. I mean, if they're going to start, you, like, if they're going to start giving LSD to those who are supposed to be running the program, then obviously the program's flawed already because anyone who's on LSD or any other type of drug is incapable of fully functioning under the situations that they should be function, functioning, uh, if that makes sense. Um, you, you know, it's just like don't drink and drive. If you're under the influence, you know, you can't, fo- you can't focus. Uh, you're not as aware to certain situations or to certain things around you. Uh, there's, there's a lot of things that go into it. You know, you can completely corrupt the entire program. That's exactly what happened because they are taking LSD themselves. The whole program is corrupt and anything that's, you know, I'm sure they went to a point like, okay, well, when did they start taking this drug and doing this and doing that? To try to find where they have to start over because there's going to be a certain line. Anything after where the, these, uh, the personnel takes LCD, LSD, LSD, yeah, LSD, anything after that is just, you got to throw it out. You can't trust any of it because you never know what's real and what's not or what's true and what's fake and so on and so forth. So. Well, and it's something that uh, struck me as odd with, with this whole strange Stranger Things uh series was that they kind of incorporated three or two separate uh, programs. Um, there was a third, but it was the third was a subcategory of MK Ultra, and it was an interesting concept that the experiments of MK Ultra created the psychic kid who was a part of the third project that was not a, a part of MK Ultra at all. Um, in retrospect of the experiments, what types of problems do you think offspring from these these 
horror experiment and people, what would have happened? Do you think there would have been any awful side effects from these different experiments for their, their offspring? Oh, sure. I mean, it, you're talking about giving people drugs for, I mean, so there's one case supposedly, and of course, you know, we, we don't know if these cases are legitimate or, you know, they've been worked in somehow. Some of these files that you find online can just be, who knows? But apparently, uh, there is one case in which seven volunteers in Kentucky were given LSD for 77 consecutive days. That's a long time to be on LSD every single day. And just like you see in today's time, uh, today, look at people on heroin, look at people on a number of different drugs, uh, that, that are not only illegal, but are very life threatening. I'm not counting marijuana at this point because, I mean, marijuana is illegal for a reason. But I'm talking about the big boys, basically. You know, the things that marijuana leads to. Uh, and these people, they have kids, and these kids are, basically, they're born way too soon. Some of them aren't, don't even, they die, you know, on their way. They, they're way underweight. They're, you know, they've got a number of different medical issues. There was a case of, uh, two people on heroin who had, like a, husband and wife, both on heroin, had a kid, and the kid was addicted to heroin straight out and born into the world. I mean, that's not a good thing. And so if that's happening now, then of course, anyone who's been experimented on during the MK Ultra project is most likely going to find birth defects later on in life if they were to have kids. So, Yeah, one thing that uh, I don't know why I find these things on days that or weeks that we're doing specific topics, but uh, not to go off on a rabbit trail here, uh, is the... Uh, there's been a lot of proof that immunizations are ca- is causing autism. Now, and there's scientific proof behind this. There are scientists who have put evidence into effect that say, yes, there are immunizations that are causing autism. Today, I saw a video... With Penn and Teller, the, the magic group, Penn and Teller, mm-hmm. that were saying, oh, no, that's a bunch of malarkey. See this group? This is the group without immunizations. This group that's protected by this glass thing here is immunizations. Look at this. I moved this glass thing. One fell off. Oh, only one in a million, not one in four that people are saying nowadays. So there's a lot of government propaganda now in this day and age, even saying, oh, you, you know, the stuff we're doing to you is, is harmless. There's nothing wrong with what we're doing. You're fine. Just keep living your life the way that you're living. Don't worry about it. Right. So, um, some of the stuff that I came across, uh, like I said at the beginning, there was a, a part in the MK Ultra's project, which actually was a subcategory, and this was the deprivation tanks that they would put people in. They would put people into tanks, wrap their hands, wrap uh, or tie a blindfold around their eyes, and muffle their ears. All they didn't do was gag them. And uh, what this was supposed to do is show the effects of of stimulation uh, deprivation on the human mind and they eventually came to the fact that drug induced uh, manipulation was less effective than the 
mental or uh, emotional abuse that that they did on these projects. And I don't know how some of these people like survived. The the one article that I came across had said that a lot of the people that had done it after only three days are like, sorry, I can't do this anymore. This, this is this is not healthy for me. Mm-hmm. Do you think that uh, a lot of this stuff that they were doing has caused some of the uh, m- mental disorders that we have today? Or do you no. think these mental disorders had gone on prior to that. Uh, no, these mental disorders went on prior, way, way, way prior beyond before this. Um, I mean, because I mean, to say that, we just say that since the 1970s, the people who were pulled into the experimentations would have had to have so many generations of, their, of children that it would have you know, been widespread around the world to such an extent of what we're seeing today. I mean, it just just doesn't make sense. It's just there's not enough time between the 1970s and 2016 to have that wide of a spread uh, in regards to mental disorders. So, yeah, mental disorders, uh, any mental disorders have been around way before the MKUltra program began. Okay. Uh, Do you think that any of this could have... Say, for example, somebody hadn't uh, had symptoms of a particular disorder or maybe this had caused them to go insane because of, for example, the deprivation tanks. Do you think that would have been a case there where these certain individuals, not not their offspring, but them themselves, uh, had ended up in a, a mental asylum because of these things? Sure, absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> say PTSD, for example. You know, it, it, it's very. I, there's a lot of people out there in America who are like, oh, it's not the same. It's not the same. Shut up. <laughs> it, it's very close. You know. I mean, seriously, it, it's you know, going to war, seeing your buddies get killed, killing people, so on and so forth. You end up with P, you could end up with PTSD for obvious reasons. Same thing if you're being tortured day in and day out, you know. If you're you're literally being tortured, being fed drugs, being put in these situations that you really should not be in, the human body is not meant to be in. I mean, you can easily snap and go crazy. Yeah. Uh, you know, d- depending on what your mental state was before even applying. I don't know if there were applications that you had to fill out saying, oh, you know, I want 100% healthy, this, that, so on and so forth. Some of the people who had joined in on this MK program and became uh, victims, there's very good possibility that they had already had a mental disorders. And so for someone like me, for example, with OCD and all that, you know, and anxiety and depression, going into MK Ultra probably isn't a good idea. You know, that's just going to screw me up that much more. So I think it's very safe to say that some of these people had ended up in psych wards at some point. Whether or not they stayed there, who knows? But yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> trying to think of where to go here because I mean, it, it is a very small topic. Uh, what are your What are your thoughts on um, all the research that we had come across? Like, do you think? And 
these these documents had have been leaked, but how true are they? Do you think the government really could have been in on this? Do you think that the CIA was working alone? What do you think? Uh, I mean, that's hard to say. I, I mean, I think it's the CIA is more than capable of doing it on their own without the permission of anyone else within the United States. Uh, our government often does things that the president doesn't even know about. That's a fact. I mean, there's there's really well, there's laws, but these laws are very rarely followed. I think when it comes to cases like this. Mm. Uh, so yeah, you know, I think it's very probable that the CIA worked at, worked it all themselves. Uh, and, and as far as I know, I don't know if there's been any class action lawsuits at all uh, against the CIA for you know participating in such a program and developing such a program. I don't know. I don't think anyone is suing for it for obvious reasons. It's the CIA. Where are you going to get with that? Uh, but I don't see the government, you know, getting down to business and, and arresting people and. Uh, you know, putting people on trial for this program either. There's, as far as I'm concerned, there's probably not enough evidence to support whether or not these, these experiments were even illegal. I, I mean, I know they say that they were and that there were some experiments that were illegal, but knowing just exactly how many experiments there were, that I would doubt they didn't keep many records of it. Yeah. I, one thing that, I had I forget who I had talked to about it, but uh, it it's one of those things that you know in the media today we're being told that we're being conditioned that we're being mm-hmm. uh, manipulated like you said with the uh, subliminal messaging and it makes you wonder like like with shows with uh, Archer and Stranger Things they're they're exposing the world to the MK Ultra project. What what do you think? I mean, is there any nefarious means behind that? Do you think it's just uh, uh, a, a way, an outlet, if you will, to to come up with fictional criteria to do films? What are your thoughts? For the MK Ultra project, yeah. Like, do you think that, like, for some podcasters, they have said, you know, we're being exposed to this to to numb us? Uh, do you think putting the MK Ultra project into certain TV shows is just numbing us, and we're like, oh, okay, yeah, it happened, and you know, it's bad, but what are you going to do? Or is it just creative? Uh, Minds just coming up oh. with, with ideas. Oh, I see what you're saying. I do not think, under any circumstance, that there's like the Illuminati, for example, converting people or pulling people to the side in the creative industry and telling them, "Hey, you need to put this in your movie." And I don't think there's people in the industry who are part of the Illuminati who are saying, "Hey, we need to put this into the movie so that we can condition the rest of the country and the world." There are brilliant creative people out there who clearly come up with this stuff on their own and just look in the I mean, you look at you and I for example you know the, the way you write your stories the way I write my films I mean we're picking up pieces that uh, of we're basically taking ideas from pieces that we've either read for the radio show or that we've seen on TV or we've done this or done that 
the fact that we're even talking about MK Author Program is based on the fact that we watched a television show. No one manipulated us into doing that. We just chose to do that. We didn't have to, but it's something interesting. And, you know, it, it's something that you and I could both use in our stories. There's, there's plenty of things that we've talked about that I use in my stories. Mm. And so I truly do not believe that there's some kind of, you know, big bad source that's out to purposely uh, manipulate via the me- well via television and, and hence condition the human mind so that it's not as big of a deal later on. I just don't believe believe that when it comes to this the creative license that people have when it comes to filming. Now I'm not saying there isn't someone in some way trying to manipulate us. I mean Satan does it on a daily basis. But you know, I'm sure there's people out there, the media for example like just the media, the the news is the biggest culprit by far. Um and what's interesting about that is that the media compared to television, like movies, uh I mean you still consider media. Let me rephrase that. Not media, let's say news networks. The news networks compared to uh, television compared to movies. Uh, television and movies are being written by one or two people at most. Uh, maybe there's a group of people for television shows. They're going up with ideas based on their own. There's a lot of research that goes into it. They usually take it to different uh, production companies, and of course they have to do rewrites here and there. And either they do it or they don't. You know, it's, In the end, it's really up to the writer, and it's based on the contract that they have uh, with the company that they're going to, the production company. The news networks, on the other hand, are constantly fed information as they speak. And you may notice, like, when uh, the news anchors are speaking, they have earpieces. And there's, I would say that there's easily somebody talking from the other side of the camera telling them, hey, this is going on, okay, let's do this, let's do that, sell it a little more, let's make people scared, let's, you know. Why, though? Because it raises concern, it gets people to talk about it on social media, which then spreads it even more, and it becomes a much better story, brings in more money because people start researching it. it. You know, it's crazy. It's just, it's a mess, really, is what it is. America, at this current moment in history, is, I believe, chaos. Straight and simple. That's the type of world we live in. A world of chaos. You never know what's really going on. It's just... That's, I, I don't even know if I answered your question, but... <laughs> no, yeah... It made sense, and it's just funny that uh, you brought that up because that—that's a very true fact. We are in in a midst of chaos. I believe that for sure. All right, folks. So we're going to take our second and last break of the evening. You are listening to Parachute Radio, and we will be right back after Justin's paranormal headlines. And now, Parachute Radio's paranormal headlines. What's going on, para-fans? Justin here with your Paranormal Headlines, and these headlines are from unexplainedmysteries.com. Is Proxima Centauri home to a second Earth? Scientists have allegedly discovered a potentially habitable planet within a neighboring star system. Astronomers have detected thousands of new planets over the last few years, but while many of them have the potential to be habitable, most are too far away for us to ever actually visit. 
This, however, may soon be set to change thanks to the apparent discovery of an Earth-like world in orbit around Proxima Centauri, a red dwarf star situated just 4.25 light-years away. The find has yet to be formally confirmed as scientists are still investigating it. However, there is a rumor that something official will be announced before the end of this month. According to German weekly Der Spiegel, the planet, which exists in its star's habitable zone, was identified using a reflecting telescope at the European Southern Observatory. The discovery of a possible planet around Proxima Centauri is very exciting, Professor Philip Lubin at the University of California told Universe Today in an email. It makes the case of visiting nearby stellar systems even more compelling, though we know there are many exoplanets around other nearby stars, and it is very likely that the Alpha Centauri system will also have planets. Right now, all we can do is wait and see if something about the discovery is actually announced. But if an Earth-like world really has been found so close by, so close by, then it could surely be one of the most important astronomical discoveries of recent times. Weird googly-eyed squid found on sea floor. A recent deep-sea expedition off the coast of California has revealed a rather unusual-looking creature. Discovered by the research vessel Evie Nautilus, the peculiar purple cephalopod looks a bit like a cartoon character thanks to its large googly eyes which almost appear to be painted on. A member of the Rosia Pacifica, or stubby squid species, the cute little creature was discovered around 900 meters under the sea by researchers using a remote-operated submersible vehicle. Stubby squids can be typically found across the northern Pacific and grow up to 11 centimeters in length. And this has been Justin with your Paranormal Headlines. This was a segment of Parachute Radio's Paranormal Headlines. What's up, folks? Welcome back to Paratooth Radio. My name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And we are talking about the MK Ultra program that was developed by the CIA in, was it the 1950s? Yep. Um, interesting, interesting, interesting. I can't talk. Folks, here's something you need to understand. When you're, when you're doing a radio show, choose water, maybe some light juice, don't choose Coke or Pepsi because you get this caramelization in your mouth and it's really difficult to talk. Yeah, but I, I can understand that. You get the sugary taste and it's kind of bleh, so you're trying to lick, lick it out of your mouth. <laughs> lick it out of your mouth. <laughs> I want to lick this out of my own mouth. It's kind of gross you're licking something out of someone else's mouth, by the way. Please don't do that. That's disgusting. <laughs> So yeah, MK Ultra, uh, folks. It, I, I honestly think that a lot of the stuff that went down had manipulated a lot of people back then. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on today that kind of suggests mind control. Like 
I said earlier the the Black Lives Matter, the Civil War possibly coming. Um, I, I honestly, I've actually thought about that after you mentioned it last week, and I, I I truly believe that we are possibly coming to that point in some type of a war. It could Might be. be. It could be World War Three for all we know. Uh, and um, with either of these people that are being voted in, I, I believe that's a very good possibility. <laughs> um, is there a lesser evil here? I don't know. But, uh, you know, I, I truly believe Trump is probably going to win just because of his his uh, different statements that he's made that has caused so much ruckus that people are like, maybe he's he's better than the one that leaked emails out to to our, our enemies. I uh, mean, <laughs> it, it would make sense, to be honest, so, but I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it... it the MK Ultra Project was a horrible thing, and you know, is our government still doing experiments on unknowing, unwitting U.S. citizens today? I honestly believe it's a, it's possible. It, where where is it going? I, I don't know. Is it hurting people? I don't know. What are your, what are your final thoughts? Uh, I don't know if the program itself is going. There may be elements of the program that are still up and running. Uh, and I, I think there's obvious, obviously some type of mind control goal going on around the world, not just the United States. Uh, but this is definitely a worldwide thing, uh, situation. And honestly, I just don't really know. I mean, I don't know where to go with this. There, there's plenty of information on it. Not enough to prove or disprove the actual claims of it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I definitely do think there's elements, and I definitely see it in the world, the type of mind control. But I don't think it's quite the same as, you know, the program states that was happening. So, Oh, okay. All right, folks. Uh, next week, we've got Nick Redford coming back on with us. Uh, he's one that was on with us a while back, actually, uh, within our first year. But this time, he's going to be talking about his book, The Monster Book. And it's about creatures, beasties, and fiends of nature. Last time we had him on, we talked about secret societies. So it'll be a different change of pace and more up our alley than the secret societies. So uh, look forward to that. And uh, any, any updates, news that you need to share? Nope. Okay. All right, folks. Until next week, where you will find us, same time, same channel. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. Peace. If you enjoyed this episode of Paratruth Radio, and you would like to listen to it again, or are interested in listening to any of our past episodes, then you can listen to them on HD at our website, paratruthradio.com. And you can also find us at Stitcher. Blueberry, TuneIn, iTunes, Spreaker, and YouTube. And of course, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for brand new updates of our show every day.
Ever heard of stoicism? Chances are, if you have, you've heard of stoicism with a lowercase s and not stoicism with an uppercase s. Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold, indifference, all that is stoicism with a lowercase s. Stoicism with an uppercase s is the ancient Greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the cosmopolis, to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a three times a week podcast teaching stoic principles and concepts to anyone interested through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to stoicismpod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it.